Hello my friends this is Nishant and welcome to another episode of the Nishant Garg show I want to help curious and passionate people how to reduce overwhelm be more mindful and manage focus so join me in my mission to bring awareness about transformation and mindful living as I interview fascinating people and deconstruct personal stories tools and habits to help you live a life of excellence and my today's guest is Alia Greg Alia was born in the USSR into a family of astrophysicists who had collaborated with some of the greatest scientists and space thinkers over time example Stephen Hawking she has worked in both the public and private sectors and is the founder of two high tech companies in the area of fuel cells and new materials she is a frequent speaker and panelist at the world's leading tech and innovation events she is the author of a number of space themed books a contributor to Forbes and is the founder and CEO of the Human Cosmos online platform launched in 2020. She was listed as one of the top 100 young entrepreneurs in Europe by Forbes magazine and top 100 women entrepreneurs in AI. This is a very fascinating conversation. In this conversation with Alia we discuss about Human Cosmos app, different mindsets, different esoteric practices, astrology, mindset of astrology. her sleep routine human design and many other amazing things that we have not discussed so far in this podcast so please be patient with this conversation and enjoy this amazing time with alia alia welcome to the show thank you nishad thank you for inviting me here i am really happy to be here with you today i am happy to be here with you as well So how do you pronounce your name in Russian? Alia, it's it's still the same it's like very convenient international name so you can pronounce it the way you in the way it sounds in English. It's full my full name is Alia a Greek so Greek it's my surname so my full name is Alia and just my friends and people around just call me in general Alia so <laughs> so it's simple. So tell us a little bit about your history where did you grow up so i was born actually in a family of astrophysicists and my mother she was a very well known astrophysicist in soviet union and she was a head of uh, one of the largest and oldest observatories in uh, soviet union and i grew up uh, in in this amazing uh, space and i would say even cosmic atmosphere because like my mother she had a lot of friends from from astronomy astrophysics and uh, very close friends of our family were stogatsky brothers they are kind of like isaac asimov uh, very famous science fiction writers and they write a lot about sp- space future traveling in space and the space exploration so this amazing atmosphere like nurtured me and uh, brought me to this uh, amazing ideas about space and the future of humanity before we go further into the space conversation could you tell our listeners who you are and what do you do sure i'm a tech entrepreneur i'm currently working on my ai startup we created an ai personal coach wellbeing coach and we also created a mindfulness app and we are currently working on the cosmos city which is an innovation hub for 
space-focused startups. And I have, I have 13 years background doing hardware tech startups and space tech startups. Thank you for sharing. And you mentioned that you grew up in a family of astrophysicists and your mom used to go to the observatory, the Pulkov Observatory in USSR. Yeah. Do you remember any favorite conversation from your family when you were a small child? How any conversation from the space cosmic world that have inspired you the most? Sure, like it was, I think it was two, two, two main topics in our family. So the first one, it was around because, well, my mother, she graduated from the university in the year when the first man went to space, uh, Yuri Gagarin, Soviet cosmonaut, he went to space. And this was the year when my mother graduated from the university. And when I was born, it was like, it was so, it was still this space passion and space ideas around because my family, they do believe that uh, sooner or later, the humanity will explore space and will even live in space. And this was the second thing and second idea, which discussed a lot and lots of stories around this, that um, it's possible to create like a real cities in space, which is kind of like a large station, space stations with artificial gravity. And it was kind of like a real conversation about how it can be done in terms of like engineering how it can be created constructed and how like people can travel there like uh, same way that we are currently traveling between i don't know us and uk so while growing up how different were you compared to other children because you were definitely growing up in a family where the conversations were not very normal conversations so how were you different <laughs> compared to other children in your school well uh, for sure like it it's not very typical conversations because from childhood i had another kind of like mindset and of course it was was very different to all my schoolmates because i was not much interested in kind of like playing dolls i don't know or just, <laughs> <laughs> just i don't know going going out uh, to when when we were kind of like in later on to go to ice cream cafe or something like this because it it was not much fun for me because since childhood, I was really studying a lot and thinking about engineering, physics, human being, possibilities of human being. And well, I was kind of like, I, I was a kind of a leader, actually, for my schoolmates, because I was I was telling them different stories about space. And they was always kind of like, oh, please tell us more. It's so interesting <laughs> and so on. Because, well, uh, when I started school, <laughs> there was there were no Netflix, of course, because it was 90s. And there were not much science fiction movies and so i was kind of like a future teller for the for them so i was kind of like a, a star <laughs> in the school could you tell us a very brief fun fictional story about the space fun fictional story well one of my because i created lots of stories in childhood and one of the fictional stories was about a girl she went to to live in a space city and she got used so much to like looking to different like planets around her that when she came back to earth she was 
so unhappy that she could see only like moon and the and the sun and it's the only two planets she she can see and it was and she was kind of like depressed about this that uh, she can't see any more like all the other solar solar system but well i don't think it's it's a very fun story <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like an an interesting one why did that girl in that fiction felt unhappy and depressed because she she can't see any more other other planets i mean so so close as uh, as she can see them in space and i mean from the space city because in this fiction story the space city is supposed to be uh in lagrange point number 2 between it's between moon and earth so it's from from this point you can see like very good and very close moon mars uh mercury i mean closer of course than from the earth alia you have kids so how do you explain cosmic world space all this stuff to your children Oh it's it's easy while well, I explain to them first of all I show them my book because I wrote a book for kids uh, about space and about space city it's it's kind of like in a for in the format of kids story about like a girl traveling to space and well generally I explain them easily that that each part of us uh, is created from this uh, tiny little tiny little kind of like uh, space powder universal powder and uh, that all of us uh, that we travel on this like huge spaceship like uh, named planet earth like i love this actually i love this quote by back mr fuller and i try to explain my kids in that way that all of us are kind of like like we travel all together on this huge spaceship and well for them it's clear So what did you study back in school and college? I studied in um, first I studied in Russia and then I went to a boarding school in London and after that I graduated from Trinity College in Dublin and St Petersburg State University. I studied my main specialization back in the time uh, was um, international management and marketing and additionally actually straight after graduating i started to study neuroscience because my main interest was also like human brain and human conscious and uh, how it's connected with with nature with our body with our emotions and uh, the way we, that we behave why are you passionate about neuroscience human behavior and emotions uh well it's um to cut a long story short when i was a kid i also i was involved i i think yeah i was 6 years uh, old and i started to study from a buddhist monk it was kind of like a group for kids about tai chi chuan and so it's tai chi it's one of the ancient chinese techniques for energy mm-hmm. development and he explains us so brightly about the way that how energy influences our body and how it can influence our brain our emotions our kind of like uh, motivation and so on so i decided to because i i'm kind of like i'm a nerd <laughs> in that way and i decided to dig up more because i always need a kind of like a scientific explanation of how it actually works and that's why i started to 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 interest more and more first in biology and then in neuroscience because it was i was really curious how how it 
actually works and how like based on this we can kind of like upgrade ourselves what is the connection between neuroscience and energy management well it's uh, it's uh, it's a long story <laughs> but uh, to make it short well i would say that so first of all it's connected the way that our brain works and uh, makes decisions based on like kind of like different buyers Uh, that we have or patterns i mean like thinking patterns and uh, this also brings us different kind of like states of mind so we can feel like for example depressed not because we are really like depressed uh, about something but because it's our like pattern of thinking the way that we perceive things the way that we were trained to perceive things and connected of course with our energy state because if we feel depressed we, we will have a low level of energy because the brain kind of like sends signals to our nervous system and to our hormonal system and to different like to our organs and uh, it brings kind of like a lower level of energy because uh, when a person is depressed, it means that you need to kind of like to hide and uh, to be in a safe. It's kind of like one of the ancient instincts. And it's possible to reorganize this system, to retrain ourselves. And so to have a kind of like a real awareness and observation of the situation and not to be kind of like lead by our instincts, but to be kind of like a leader for ourselves, for our thinking patterns, for our emotions, and as a result for our body and energy level. Who introduced you at the age of six to that Buddhist monk? It was my aunt. She was uh, very involved uh, in uh, yoga, in uh, different Buddhism studies, and she was kind of like... um, a professional in this and uh, she had connections with different interesting and kind of kind of like philosophical uh, also philosophers and, and teachers so do you have any emotional and mental well-being practices in your everyday life now of course, because since my childhood, I started also later on, I started to practice uh, yoga and then I studied also different mantras and Buddhism and uh, did a couple of vipassanas. So practice uh, daily uh, meditations, usually in the morning, and I do my uh, kind of like yoga routine. And I also do from time to time during the day, like a very like short like five, ten minutes meditation because it helps me to 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 be more productive and to create kind of like more efficient solutions in my business, in my startups. And in the evening, I usually do different also practices, but more kind of like for relaxation and for a, like a good sleep. And of course, like, like I do lots of different well-being stuff, kind of like uh, healthy habits, healthy eating, yeah, working with my emotions and working with my different patterns. It's kind of like I'm do not, I I would say it's not a biohacking, it's (laughs) neurohacking. So sleep is very important to me. And uh, I would love to know about your sleep relaxation evening practices. Yeah, so usually, so I have the routine, so not to 
to do to to work with different gadgets after 9 p.m i switch them off like my laptop my iphone and i usually do so if i have time i, I do some uh, like warm shower or like five ten minutes in bath and if i don't have like shower an opportunity to do a bath i have a small walk for like 10 15 minutes without like without any audiobook just with my just with myself on a fresh air and then before sleep i also switch on some music and i have some uh special candles with uh scents which which has kind of like this calming effect and i try to go to well normally i go to sleep around 10 10 30 p.m like um, not later than this time because i usually wake up like quite <laughs> early so what kind of music do you listen to we created uh, for for one of our projects for one of our apps a special music it's uh, a rhythm rhythms which are connected to our brain wave and which can bring you to a theta state theta state so our brain has alpha state alpha state is when we actively thinking like doing activities like working and so on and theta it's it's a state of our brain of our uh, nervous system when it's close to to fall asleep but not a, asleep yet and um, we created a special music rhythm which um, helps to to get to this theta state so it's really helpful because it's kind of like amazingly calms you down and relaxes your whole body if we want to use this music how can we use this is there a way to download your project or the app yeah yeah sure it's a human cosmos app you can download it in app store and it, it's it's available there Human Cosmos app. So yeah. how this app is different from other well-being and meditation apps? Because we have tons of apps these days. Of course, yeah. So it's actually, it's a, it's a huge methodology behind the app and the, and the big idea. And for me, it's, it, it was the thing that I also started for a long time. It's how we can connect all different knowledge about human beings, I mean like ancient knowledge, esoteric practices, scientific things, coaching, psychology, and so on. So we basically we basically combined all this knowledge base in the app, and we created a system. It's a mathematical algorithm which is connected also with NASA Jet Propulsion Lab data and receives in the real time star positions and can give you your personal recommendations, daily recommendations based on your astrological forecast and human design profile, and your personal recommendations also in terms of different practices, so like guided meditations, music, and so on, depending on your biorhythms, because of course your biorhythms, uh, they're influenced by planets. And um, it's uh, partly scientifically proved because as far as you know for example even moon it influences it was already made lots of studies it influences so for example women hormonal cycle so and the same way other planets influences this and our app it calculates all this data in real time and provides personal recommendations to a person in a real time format so and this helps you 
to be kind of like more productive and efficient day by day to understand what's going on in your life and to feel better. There are so many questions I have for you in this <laughs> human cosmos app. So let's say I'm the user and I download this app. What kind of yep. input do I need to feed to this app to get the to get all these kind of new features? Uh, you uh, you put your uh, name, place of birth, and uh, time of birth. If you don't know your time of birth, you just put like uh, approximately, for example, noon or midnight, and then then that's it. The app provides you started to provide you recommendations, and uh, you can also get uh, your kind of like more mental characteristics by doing like a small tests in the app, and uh, so that's it. So what difference would it make if someone has their exact time? I know my exact time. I was born in the morning at 10.40 a.m. I know exactly. If someone doesn't know their exact time, what would be the difference in the data algorithms? So, of course, it will be not so accurate as you know your exact time, but still it will be relevant for you because during the day of course we have different planets moving around and we plan to introduce in the next version of the app it's called when when you make a kind of like ratification it's a term from astrology when you ask some questions to a user and you can kind of like calculate his time but it will be introduced in later versions of the app very interesting. I'm very interesting in this app. I'm going to download it for sure. Thank you. And thank you. you I'll send, yeah, I'll send you, you a, a promo code. Thank you so much. So you mentioned about esoteric practices. What are yeah. esoteric practices? So esoteric, I would say, so it's more mindfulness practices. So it's different meditations, and it's also meditations with uh, yantras. Uh, yantras, it's a different ancient geometrical uh, forms which uh, helps also your brain to to kind of like to calm down or to feel more energetic and it was already also proved so it's uh, connected with different forms so when our brain look uh, looks at geometrical forms and especially when it's like sacral geometry it helps uh, the brain also to to either to calm down or to to feel more energetic and we also have these meditations inside the app Interesting. How did you get interested in astrology? Because you have mentioned astrology many times. So how did you get interested in this? Well, it's all... So I'm, I have a mindset of researcher. And uh, one of my kind of like... Uh, big ideas and uh, I have two topics which are very interesting for me. So one topic is space and second topic is uh, human being. And I was collecting my whole life and I'm still collecting different knowledges from different times, from different systems about human being. And like I have currently a study which, which helps to understand how different things influence our life. So for example, how different like planets and stars do they really influence us or it's all kind of like a fiction and how we can we can influence them back so that's why i started to study astrology human design i also studied for example kashmir shivaism it's one of the indian kind of like 
studies and practices and also Zen uh, and Buddhism. And uh, at the same time, I also studied neuroscience, neurobiology. And because it's uh, for me, it's interesting, not only esoteric part of energy, chakras, but how it is proved scientifically, how it works scientifically and, and how it can be explained. So that's why I studied all this mix of different science, science things, psychology and in the same time esoteric part. Let's dig deeper into the astrology. <laughs> so you, well, you said we can influence why, the planets back. Why not AI? I also we also have an AI topic. We will come back to AI. So yeah. you said that we, we can influence the planets back, and they can influence us as well. So how does yeah. it work? So, of course, you know that, for example, moon, it uh, influences water on, on the planet Earth because of the gravity. So, I mean, when we have like, uh, so it, the moon influences currents, for example, in the oceans, it influences water level. And in the same way, this gravity of the planet, it can influence our bodies. And that's like, this is, this can be applied accordingly to other planets. So what we created also in our algorithm is that we calculated the gravity level of each planet and how it can influence different like people in the planets depending on where they are right now. Because of course, like you know that the gravity of different planets it still has impact on the planet. So this is the first part and about second part, how we influence the planet. It's it's not proven scientifically yet, but there are many kind of like ancient stories about from starting from Egyptians and back to Japanese legends legends that the way that people behave, it can influence first of all the planet Earth and then, of course, like other planets, because it's all about like our behavior. It's kind of like magnetic and energetic impulse that we provide and it can influence like field around us. And this field, of course, includes like uh, planets and solar system and stars and so on. But it's not proven yet scientifically. And what is human design in the realm of astrology? And I'm asking you this because... I learned about human design a little bit from my friend last month, and we have not explored human design on this podcast yet. So I would love for you to explain what is human design and how can we get benefit if there's a practice to implement it? What are the ways, please? Sure. So human design, it's it's a self-knowledge system. And it combines astrology, the I Ching, uh, it's Chinese practice, Kabbalah, and the Vedic philosophy. And it's actually, it came around 90s. So I think it's like 1992 or something like this. And it's, it, it's kind of like a self-knowledge method, which helps to better understand uh, ourselves, our also like emotional patterns, our behavior, and so on. It's very similar. It's kind of like some somewhere similar to astrology, but astrology, it's it's I would say it's kind of like a navigation map, and human design, it's kind of like a to do list. So what's what's better for you to do, and what what's better for you not to do? But it not it's not about like a concrete action, but rather about 
emotional actions. So, for example, how it's better for you to make decisions. So, I would tell you an example about my own. So, for example, for me in human design, it's important not to take decisions immediately. It's important to kind of like sleep with them overnight and to really to feel my how to, to feel my gut if I do have like kind of like energy to do I don't know this new startup or to go to this place or to start uh, new activities and uh, this is just one small example about human design and of course it has different different uh, recommendations about understanding your body your emotional states uh, your consciousness and so on and the way kind of like you behave and how you can you can uh, change this and for me human design is more about psychology and we are we are currently actually mixing it also sometimes with psychology especially when we train our ai because it helps to not to kind of like to create similar uh, recommendations for each person but to create different recommendations based on person's profile and uh, to make it more individual and personal and uh, then of course it works better so like human design is in, in like if if we talk in a couple of words it's kind of like our initial codes and if you are also aware of Meyer Briggs system so it's it's sometimes said it's kind of like combination between astrology and Meyer Briggs so my friend told me based on my chart in human design that i am a manifester oh, so i okay. get to be patient with life i get to trust my own instinct mm-hmm. because i'm manifesting things in life mm-hmm. and you are saying that you in your own case you sleep on the decisions you don't like to make any decision any rush decision it's uh, so this the example i gave about myself it's about uh, emotional center so like people can have open emotional center or closed one so i have an open that's why i need to oversleep with decisions i'm a manifesting generator so i'm somewhere close to you but but yes. still different yeah so we both actually, come from a tech background so i believe yes yeah 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 so actually human design it's kind of like a decision making tool it's kind of like a map or like a manual that uh, indicates how you're unique as a person and guides you in living in a manner that it's so that it's in a sync with who who you are and uh, with human design we need someone's help to explain what is happening what we can take major actions is that correct yeah but we have uh, in human design in astrology it's called natal chart in human design it's called body graph and we have in our app your body graph so when you will download and put your data you will have your body graph with all the explanation about everything and then what is the accuracy level of getting all this data and i believe you are using some kind of ai artificial intelligence in your app it's very accurate because well it's it took our team over 2 years to create the system and um, we connect as i mentioned in real time with the nasa jet propulsion lab data so we know like position of stars and uh, planets in real time and uh, currently we also started because uh, human design is also connected with our genetic codes 
So we are currently also like digging more into genetics, but it's very accurate in, in the app. I will come back to this app in a while. And before that, I want to ask you about some of the books that you read in your childhood that may have had the most positive impact in your life. Oh, it was it was lots of lots of the books. So of course, I, I read a lot of science fiction, and uh, I like a lot Isaac Asimov and all his book books. I love Strugatsky Brothers; they're more well known in Russia and the CIS countries. And I read a lot also different kind of like philosophical studies about yoga, about Vedic philosophy, because I was really interested in this. And I also was a huge fan in my childhood of different myths of different countries. So like Peru, Indian, legends, myths, uh, and mythological studies. And I was a huge fan of all this. And then, of course, I was, when I grew up a little bit, uh, when I was a teenager, I started to dig more into scientific and uh, psychological things. Uh, Can you give us the names of some of these books, if you remember? In childhood or like in... So it was definitely, definitely Mahabharata. It's one of the main Vedic philosophy, philosophy book. Mahabharata. Mahabharata, yes. Uh, and the Bhagavad Gita, it's the uh, second one, like the most important and well-known. Nikola Tesla books, because I, I, I'm a fan of Nikola Tesla and his activities. Isaac Asimov, as I mentioned already. And later on, I started to to, to read Einstein series because I was interested how how it's all connected and how how it's how it's working in terms of physics and uh, psychology. Well, I don't remember like exact names, uh, but it was like uh, different authors about human behavior, psychology. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't remember. But, uh, well, of course, all the basic ones like Freud, Jung, uh, and so on. You are someone who is passionate into so many different areas in your life. What drives you to be this kind of person? My main driver is, is creating innovative and revolutionary things which can make our world a better place so like i i wake up with this idea and i fall asleep with this idea and all my projects like what i create like the app the ai the cosmos city all my previous technologies we created with my teams it's uh, all reflection and it's all connected with this idea to make a kind of like a breakthrough in terms of like humanity in terms of like human lives and uh, this is what drives me and this is what what gives me energy because you know, for me it's really important it's not about like creation a better world it's uh, it's all understandable thing but a creation of a world where we can travel to distant planets where we can travel through through like through solar system where we can where we can live over 100 years it's uh, that what that that what drives me and brings me kind of like huge energy level. Have you ever traveled to another planet? <laughs> In my dreams only. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> if you wish to travel to some planet, what planet would you like to travel? Oh, well, my big, uh, my big dream is to build one day uh, a real city in space 
which which was my childhood kind of like imaginary but i want to bring it to reality one day and i want to travel there tell us more about that city so the idea we we actually started an engineering project already with a small group of engineers and the space enthusiasts so it's a city so it's a huge station with artificial gravity and uh, it's supposed to be in Lagrange point 2 it's between moon and earth and the station it's kind of like a gateway it's kind of like a base station for deep space exploration and a place for tourists for people to go there and to test different technologies in space and to start uh, how to say create a space exploration from this station and my idea it's actually sometimes in russia it's it's funny enough people uh, call me especially journalists they started to call me russian elon musk and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i can send you some articles in russian and you can translate and see it please <laughs> yeah yeah and well it's funny for me to have this comparison because my idea about space it's totally different to what uh, Elon Musk is doing because Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos they're all about kind of like creating uh, space space stations and to explore Mars in order to colonize space because they think that planet Earth will be destroyed or ruined one day and we need to have a backup plan. And I don't like this idea, I don't like this philosophy and uh, my idea that we need to explore space because uh, human mind, it needs expansion. Like you like the comparison with Columbus when he discovered America. It's, uh, it brought kind of like a breakthrough to human humans' minds and their perception of themselves and of the planet Earth. And the same way, when we will explore more and more space, it will bring a breakthrough to human civilization in terms of technology, in terms of creating things that can help us to live longer, better, and healthier. And for me, space is kind of like an idea and point to make our planet a better place not the opposite way when you talk about a space are you talking about a specific planet uh i'm talking rather well i prefer even talk more about cosmos because for me cosmos it's a more interesting thing rather than space space it's uh, kind of like about space exploration and cosmos it's, it's more about our connection like as a human beings and the macrocosmos around us so it's a broader vision then how is it possible to expand our humanity and upgrade humanity and the human mind through the exploration of cosmos and space so it's a it's a parallel processes that we need that we need to do so first uh, we need to upgrade ourselves i mean in terms of first of all of our self-awareness conscious attitude to ourselves to our lives to our planet and that's why i'm doing different products which are about human being human evolution our well-being and self-development self-growth because the more kind of like 
conscious and the more kind of like developed and evoluted we will be, the better technologies we can create, the better companies, the better projects, and uh, we can influence through this our lives because it will be happier, healthier, and uh, not anxious and not depressed people. And talk about space and how it can help. Well, the project like creating the first city in space And we are currently kind of like creating an intermediary project for this cosmos city on Earth, which is kind of like a showcase of of a future space city. When we create a project like this, it can, during this creation of this project, it will be created different technologies which can help our planet, can help people here. So both in terms of like engineering solutions. So for example, for faster planes, for cleaner energy, for cleaner like constructional solutions, and both in terms of like our health. So it's connected to longevity. This process of construction of a space city and of the cosmos city, it will kind of like accelerate. It will accelerate technology, technological development, and it will bring together like bright minds and startups together because only like when when it's accelerated we we can create something like unique and and breakthrough so i was looking at your website cosmoscity.net and there is yeah. a logo galactica is that correct galactica g-a-l-a-k-t-i-k what does it mean so Galactica, it's it's a kind of like the whole holding company which connects all all my projects and startups. And it originally was it was established in 2015. And when I was doing my two space tech projects, we were creating a small uh, launch vehicle and a 3D printer for outer space. And Galactica is because it it unites different technologies projects for human beings and inspiration so that's why it's galactica because it's so so as mm. as large as galactica and it's written with k because in the, like ancient greek greek language it it's originally was written with k not with c you work on different creative projects that we normal humans don't even think about so how do you deal with uncertainty and anxiousness while working on these creative projects, if any uncertainty really... Well, it doesn't actually bother me much. I prefer to... When something like unpredictable uh, unpredictable happens, so for example, like lockdown, I, I just, how to say, reconfigure my projects or myself and my activities and it's kind of like my mindset, which which came from my childhood, that when there is a kind of like an unpredictable thing happen happens or kind of like a black swan, it's it's a good point to rearrange activities and to to see it as a good sign and and as an opportunity. So it was my it was my mindset for long years. Well. I I don't feel like in general I don't feel like anxious or uncertain even like about projects or I don't know about my life or or my family. I just kind of like prefer to create future <laughs> with my own hands and I know that anxiety it it really it uh, it doesn't help <laughs> it won't help me. So I'm I'm an action person. 
if any of our listener feels anxious or uncertainty at times what what advice or recommendation would you give well i would i would advise to focus on kind of like what 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 do you want to accomplish in this life and uh, to look at the angle like what for example different situations or people what brings you this like kind of like anxiety and try to remove it from your life because maybe when you feel anxious about something it means that you're not maybe in the right how to say in the right in the right place with the right people so it may be a sign for this or it may be a sign that you need to start to change something and also a good way to deal with this is of course meditation and to be aware what what are origins of this anxiety because it might be just kind of like a, a pattern of your thinking and perception of life and things so just to try to find in the different things that happen in the life a good signs and opportunities because if you see opportunities you will have them if you see that it's a problem you will have problems and uh, in the same way just not to be influenced much by other people negative emotions and negative kind of like uh, thoughts thank you for sharing alia and uh, after exploring different wide ranging of areas in your life how have your personal romantic or love relationships have evolved well they evolved they evolved uh, together with me because my uh, my first and uh, my ex husband it was a totally different uh, relations uh, rather than comparing to my second husband and uh, my current like family because it's it's kind of like when i started to well i we, all of us we actually we evolve each day it just depends on, on us Every if time. we do yeah if we do want to evolve or not and when i started to be more kind of like i would say conscious about myself my emotions my feelings we we met with my husband with my second husband and it's kind of like it's amazing relations because he is also very conscious and very evolving evolving person and um, it's a kind of like connection on different levels both on like mind level soul level heart level emotions level and it helps to kind of like to grow together with each other to to start evolve together and it's amazing feeling it's it's amazing combination between love evolution and like creating together like our family like sometimes even projects together and it's it's i love this quote so when it's 1 plus 1 it's not 2 but it's it creates 11 so that's right. about my yeah my relations so do you have any good resources or books on cultivating deeper relationships it could be with close friends family members a loving partner books oh it's a tricky question well i think that that well i i think that books by joe dispenza i actually quite good about this i like well i mean if we if we talk about general not very scientific literature i would say deepak deepak chopra he is also good then there is a couple of buddhist books i can send you after our podcasts and uh, it will be in the links and yes, please. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. And uh, there is also an interesting book also about human emotions. And it's a book by Lisa Barrett. It's about how our emotions born and it's amazing because it's really interesting too when you started to understand the whole process of our emotions it's it really reflects your relations and your activities and your business yes if you could please send us the book names i can put that in the show notes definitely okay great and alia i want to ask you about mantras in the very beginning of the conversation you said mantras you have some mantras can you describe what kind of mantras you have or you had oh uh, well i studied a lot vedic philosophy as i mentioned and there is a culture of mantras and for me mantra it's also a way to to work with our emotions and with our consciousness and subconsciousness processes because mantra it has this rhythm and sound which can influence also your brain activity so i have a different different mantras how to say for different situations and also by the way in our app you can also find some uh, like simple mantras and uh, which you can start to practice for example if if you know this mantra aum which is like basic mantra mm-hmm. uh well known really influences great our brain your our nervous system and when you chant it or sing it it helps you also to kind of like to relax and even if you pronounce all like silently it helps you to kind of like focus on this just one word one sound and it's also a form of meditation so yeah i think mantras are, are great and they are great in terms of like uh, if you're if you just start practicing like like mindfulness and uh, different activities it helps you to to how to say to get more easily into meditation because you can focus on just one or two words and to to get into the meditation state faster and practicing om doesn't have to be with religion even of course secular yeah. people can practice om yeah, yeah. meditation Yeah, Alia, of course. I read in one of the articles on internet that you love art and you have your own collection of paintings. Yeah. Please tell us about your art love. Uh yeah, so sometimes I even I I draw myself and art is a very important part of my life and I have a collection of some of Russian cosmists. Cosmists it's uh, Russian artists uh, which which influenced a lot avant-garde avant-garde artists and um, they reflected in their paintings kind of like connection between also human being and space and cosmos and i also have a couple of contemporary artists uh, in my collection and i also love a lot video art and uh, in the cosmos city that we are creating that there will be also lots of video art we created couple of demos with video art uh, artists and i think it's uh, it's a good way to inspire people where can we find your collection uh i well i can i can take some pictures and can send you so you can uh, if you want to put it please um, please send it yeah i have a to do list already uh so <laughs> art uh, books <laughs> And before we wrap up this conversation earlier, 
is there anything else we could have explored more and we didn't get a chance? Uh, well, the only topic I think we didn't explore much is AI because it's uh, it's a really important and interesting topic for me because I was working on the system Mindful AI and I was exploring a little topic of AI and mindfulness and uh, that's why we started to create Evolve it's it's our new project where we created your personal AI guide, AI coach, which helps you to 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 reduce anxiety, stress, and uh, to and discover your strong parts and to to reach your goals. If you would like to talk more about AI, we can do it. Let's do it now. Yeah, we have a couple of minutes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So AI, it's um. Uh, it's a it's an important part for me because I do believe that through AI technologies we can help more and more people to be kind of like to live better, and we started to focus with my team on coaching and and psychological tools, and we trained our AI system based on coaching and psychological dialogues and we created an AI also who who can understand human emotions in the way that you text to it and in the format of a messenger you can chat with AI and in this format it's uh, it's uh, really helpful for you to understand better your emotions to deal with challenging situations and AI also helps you in the format of a, a personal coach to set your goals and uh, to to manage your time in order to achieve them. Is this project live? It's in a beta format right now. So I'll share with you. You can you can check information on our website, and it will be launched live. Or it will be available in a couple of uh, weeks, I hope. So I will let you know. So yeah, we are creating what? it. Hmm. Yeah. What yeah, kind probably. of AI are you using? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it's also a, a, comp- a, a complicated thing. So we created from a scratch uh, new technology. So we created actually our own platform for AI, and uh, we trained it based on coaching and psychology. And uh, the idea was to create an AI which we can train on different skills. So we'll train our AI later on based on cognitive, cognitive-based therapy, CBT, and later on we will also add different skills. So the idea of this AI is to kind of like to create a space for personal growth. And we have we dig we dig deeply into nature language processing and to deep neural networks. So and to create this empathic and proactive conversational AI which helps in mental health care, especially for people who can't have access to effective support, right? Which is super awesome. And my last question to you, Alia, is if you had your own personal AI robot, what kind of problems would you like your AI robot to solve in your house? Oh, <laughs> to help me to manage all my activities and to implement faster my project dreams to reality. <laughs> Very interesting. So, Alia, where can 
our listeners, dear listeners, find you online? Uh, they, you can find me online on Instagram. It's Alia Galactica. You can find me on Facebook. It's same Alia Galactica and LinkedIn. Also same Alia Galactica. And uh, I post there like our updates, uh, newsletter information and uh, news about our projects and Space City. And uh, we will put all the links in the show notes. And uh, I'm going to download this Human Cosmos app tonight. We are recording this early in the morning and I'm going to download it a day before I go to sleep and people can download your Human Cosmos app at www.humancosmos.app. And uh, Alia, it has been amazing, wonderful conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nishant, and uh, thank you for inviting. I was really happy to share everything, and I wish you good luck and uh, interesting podcasts and projects. Thank you, and you too. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by my own Friday newsletter. Every Friday, I share a newsletter which describes my new learnings. And these learnings can be in the form of new books I'm reading, different podcasts and blogs I'm exploring to learn new topics such as trauma, healing, relationships, mindfulness, psychology, and much, much more. You can find the newsletter link at my website, https colon slash slash nishangarg.me, n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g dot me. Once again, n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g dot me. And thank you so much for listening to this show. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode today. If you did enjoy this, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or you can visit https colon slash slash nishangarg.me n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g dot me you can also share this episode with your loved ones to help them live a fulfilled life you are not alone in this journey we all struggle in life there is no shame in talking about it i go through my highs and lows i get depressed and these practices help me in living a resilient life you can also do this you've got this don't judge yourself you are doing the best you can and thank you so much again Mm -hmm.